Open your ears and lower your expectations. There's a new podcast sweeping a very small portion of the nation. Listen now, listen fast, because this episode may be their last. He's Sean, he's Chris, you should listen to this. It's an hour you'll never get back. On SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Honorado and Sean Bagnardi. It is an hour you'll never get back. I'm Chris Honorado. He's Sean Bagnardi. Like us on Facebook, an hour you'll never get back. Twitter. Uh, Twitter. We're on Twitter. Yep. At Chris Honorado, at Sean Bagnardi. Uh, if you're in the email age, you can also email us, an hour you'll never get back at gmail.com. Our guest today is Detective Scott Earing. He's going to tell us uh, about the time he had to draw his weapon mm-hmm. and almost fire. Closest he ever came yeah. to pulling the trigger. Really good story about uh, what it felt like also to, to almost have to pull the trigger. Um, the best excuses he's heard to get out of a traffic ticket. Right. Speeding ticket. Yeah. I why it's called. Yeah, why you were speeding. Yeah. Why you're speeding. Okay. Um, good stuff out of him. Mm-hmm. The relationship between police and media, police and people. Now, is my microphone on this week? Is that? <laughs> I, and you know, I notice you're also wearing headphones yeah. now. For this is a new thing. It's a good thing. It, you know, only for this week though. I will abandon them at some point. <laughs> Perfect. Here's the. You know what? Go ahead. Here's the. Go ahead. Introduce your sentence by saying, "Here's the thing." Something had to go to shit eventually. The way we do things, okay? So to expect yeah. that we were nine, ten episodes perfect. Now, well. it would have been better if the guest list episode was the bad audio episode. <laughs> yes, it would have been. <laughs> Pete was great. Pete was great, and we butchered it, ruined it with audio issues. We apologize. Yeah. Uh, baseball playoffs, full swing. Your Mets are into the NLCS. Are I don't want to talk ever. about it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chase Utley slide, but it also drove us to want to tell some stories from our personal yet very pedestrian baseball lives. You have a good baseball story? I have a good baseball story Give about us, why I cried uh, when my team lost to my brother's team at a very young age. Well, that's why you cried. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. And I have one uh, from the old playing days <laughs> in high school that yeah. was, I think, one of the funnier things that, that happened while I was on the field. But the news of the week, Shawnee. Uh, you know, every time there's a political debate, you're always like, we have to talk about it. Well, we do. We always have to talk about we, it. Well, yeah, we can't just talk about the Republican debate and then not the Democrat debate right, when I have one. I'll say this, though. <laughs> Uh, bad timing being on opposite yeah. uh, the Mets playoff game the other night. Right. Game so five. Y- did you see any of the debate? Of course not. I mean, coverage of it afterward right. a little bit, but I didn't watch the game, only the highlights of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just didn't. But we still should talk about it. Does it matter? Does any of the de- de- the Democratic debates matter? Hillary Clinton's going to be the nominee. The nominee? Uh, I think she is. So they're, do the, these the big question matter? right now. Well, they matter. I mean, I think you can only you can only hurt yourself in them. I don't think she could do anything really. To, no. And and I think the consensus is that she won the debate. Okay, great. Okay? Um, which is fine. Joe Biden though is is the wild card. Mm. I think people are still waiting to see yeah. if he's going to get in. Maybe he's maybe he just knows. Look, I really can only bring myself down compared to Hillary if I get in this debate. And so maybe I'll just kind of wait it out a little bit. Who yeah. knows? Okay. Or maybe he's really just undecided. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. That's the debate. We can talk about something else. Excellent. Okay. Wow. Uh, how about, it's an end of an era. Playboy will no longer feature full nudity in it, its magazine. That would be like this podcast not talking about your hair. I mean, it just, <laughs> at some point... I think we could have avoided the hair this week had you not brought it up just well, now. Okay, so you remember when Twitter was talking about uh, getting rid of the character yeah, limit? right. And I said that Seth Meyers on Late Night had a good joke. He said, yeah, because if there's anything holding Twitter back, it's the whole reason why it was created. Right. Well, same thing here with Playboy. Yes. Uh, kind of the idea... Mm-hmm. 
who's going to buy a Playboy? First of all, I don't buy Playboy now. Right. But who would ever now want to get that? If if you were somebody who subscribed to that magazine, yes. what in the hell would you keep subscribing to it for now? Right. Why wouldn't, for, wouldn't you just buy Maxim or uh, whatever the other guy magazines are out there? FHM, is that still around? I mean... Now it says no full nudity, yeah. but partial nudity. Isn't nudity topless? Just, will be topless. What's the difference? Isn't nude naked? Well, the, well how the, can you have? The, but then why say full nudity? Well, that's what there I'm, has to be partial nudity. Topless, I think. I think it's right? like redundant, though. Yeah, I guess because it's like completely destroyed. You know how we have that discussion? Uh, yeah. Like if it's destroyed, it's destroyed. I think if right. it's naked, it's it's naked. It's naked. Yeah. So hmm. no naked. Well, what are they going to have? Topless women. I don't know. Provocative poses. They're mm. gonna, which is which is what I read. They're gonna still have women in provocative poses. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right. Well, that's the uh, end of Playboy. I would think. Right? Yeah. Hugh Hefner's still alive. He had a good run. He's like eighty six or eighty nine. I know. Like that. It's unbelievable. He had a good run. Does he have more sex on a daily basis than Lamar Odom? <sighs> Too soon. <sighs> Boy, that is so little. Although how many hours Odom is is doing? He's conscious. He's on the mend. We can joke about it. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, He was taking an herbal seventy-two hour Viagra. A a seventy-two hour hard on. Yeah. Holy Christ. Yeah. That's a bender. Actually, no. It's a straighter. It's the opposite. (laughs) I said this yesterday. I can't do anything for seventy-two hours. Seventy-two hours. That's unbelievable. Now, obviously, there were other drugs involved, but he was using an herbal erection drug at this brothel outside of Las Vegas, which is a famous brothel, by the way. Apparently, there's an HBO show about it. Were you the one who said it? No. I think somebody at work said it. Oh, maybe our executive producer. Somebody said, you know how people always say, you don't want to be caught dead in that place. Yeah. And he, well, he almost was, almost was. In, in that kind of place. Yeah. You don't want to be caught dead in. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, how fired up are you with the Mets here? I'm very excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got the pitching to compete with anybody. And now we'll see heading into this series with the Cubs this week. But the Dodgers series, worth celebrating because... They got it done on the road in Game Five against, arguably, you know, the best pitcher in in the National League, right? I mean, at least one of. So. Yeah, I was rooting against your Mets. Sure, um, I'm a Braves fan, so there's one good reason to do so. But I also have an uncle who is a die-hard Dodgers fan. He's about to turn 80 years old, and I figured, you know, let's get one for Al. Right, but I understand man, the Dodgers. They cho- they are choke artists in the playoffs. Now I said that. The series was worth celebrating, the win. Yeah, sure. But I've got an issue All right. with the celebrating. Of course you do. You're okay. not a happy – you don't want joy in anything. Well, that's only partly true. <laughs> that's not completely nude. <laughs> okay. That's partially nude. <laughs> right. Uh, you, you clinch a playoff spot. Yeah. Big party. Okay. Champagne. Right. Goggles. Yes. What's with the goggles? An aside here on the goggles. Do we need goggles? Like these Oakley, like skiing goggles. We don't need the goggles. I'm done with the goggles. You don't want the champagne in your eyes. Yeah, I do. You do? Why even do that? What what do we. Why even do it? Maybe there's just an issue with the whole celebration entirely. Anyway. Not partially. Right. So you you clinch a playoff spot. Okay. Regular season. Yep. Pop the corks, you go celebrate. nuts with the champagne right. in the locker room. I'm okay with that. Okay. It's a long season, 162 games, you're clinching the playoffs. And the That's beauty good. of like, baseball is now they've expanded playoffs, which I think is a good thing, a second wild card. But in the NBA, in the NHL, half the freaking league gets into the playoffs. It's such yeah. a joke. And it's just it's, shorten the season. Why do you need 82 games there? Right. Half, half of you are getting in anyway. And I think the division series should be best out of seven. Mm, okay. But anyway. All right. So we have, big, we have a big party. We clinch the division. Good. Let's say now we're one of those teams in that wild card game. Yeah. We clinch near the end of the se- very okay. last day. you didn't day. clinch the division, but okay. Well, clinch a playoff spot. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So you clinch a playoff spot. Yep. And now you're that team, one of the two teams going to the wild You're the Pirates. You win two days later. Yep. Right. Cubs, so then. The, how about the Astros? Okay, the Astros. Right? Sure. Clinched, was it the last day? The, the, yeah, they right? clinched the last day. Big yep. party, champagne. Yep. Two, three days later, right. beat the Yankees in the mm-hmm. playoff. 
huge party champagne yep. in the locker room. Right. Now, if you, if they were to win this week, they would be having another one. This would be their third locker room party with the corks popping, champagne everywhere. And yet and they still haven't won anything. You haven't done anything. Right. Right. I'm okay with celebrating a division win or a playoff clinching spot. That's okay. That's the one you get. And then, you know, the very end. Yeah. Even... Even the championship series, I don't mind it as much because it's like now you're going to the World Series. Fine. Okay, but this celebrating after a one-game wild card, yeah. and then the division series, it's just too much. Yeah, I, mean, I think give celebrating it to get to the World Series, I'm good. You celebrate. Yeah. I mean, you see teams celebrate on the field like crazy if you win the NFC Championship exactly. game. Yeah, right. And I'm okay, okay with that. And I don't mind even you win the division series, you get together, jump up and down on the field. But come on, after the game, okay, locker room stuff after the game is too much. On the field, right there, fine. Thoughts on the Chase Utley slide? <sighs> Boy. Dirty? Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. And um, I suppose there's a little bias coming into play yeah. here. No, I think it was dirty, too. Now, I will side with him. I don't think he wanted to hurt Ruben Tejada. Of course not. And Tejada getting hurt was as much Tejada's fault as if it was Tejada always. If Tejada doesn't get hurt, we're not even talking about it. It's just seen as That's a hard true. baseball slide. Yeah, there's no way he'd be suspended. No, Absolutely no. No, I way. agree with that. But, the play, but the play would still be getting talked about because of the they, replay and the overturning. Fine, but, okay, yes, okay, fine. So, but, but baseball wouldn't change the rule the way no. they're going to in the offseason now. It's only based on the injury. He got hurt really more because he was trying to make this acrobatic well, double play that he had no he chance of turning. That's what I mean. Yeah. So that uh, he didn't hurt him. It wasn't. He wasn't trying to hurt him, of course right. not. He's trying to take him out. Yeah. He's supposed to, but he's also supposed to be somewhat in effort to go for the bag, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. He well, didn't do that. Your Mets survived anyway. And the thing that really burned me up was... Oh, no, I what, didn't want to get into this. Well, just... You mentioned the play. We yeah. have to mention the other part of it. You know, right? you did. You did what I, I know. hate, and I never do it. But I did it this you, time. You, you took the fight to Facebook. I was that angry. Do you want to know why? Because yeah. no one else would listen to you. Right. That's what people do with Facebook. <laughs> they put things on Facebook because nobody actually wants to talk to them about <laughs> these things. Well, that's kind of true. Yeah. The other part of it is like you want you want the comments and the likes of like. Well, like, that, yeah. you know, that right. I'm not the only one who feels this yeah. way, right? Yeah. Like vindication uh-huh. of your opinion or something. Yeah, good. Uh, but no, I was very upset with how they overturned the out call. If you didn't see the play, Ruben Tejada, the Mets shortstop, doesn't touch second base. If you didn't base, see the play, what are you in a rock? And neither did Chase Utley as right. he slid into second. So nobody touched the base. Right. My biggest problem with it is that. You go from out to safe when you were never safe to begin with. Mm-hmm. If he has to be one thing on that play, yeah. he has to be out. And here's the other part of it. You say he has to be out not because he was tagged, not because Tahada touched the base, but because Utley just ran off the field. He went into the dugout. Right, and he's supposed to do that after he's called out. Right. I mean, the play is over. Right. But I think he should then have to be required to, even after the call is made, mm-hmm. to go back and touch the base. Because if you're going to challenge it, you have to have something to overturn it to. Safe was never there to begin with. Okay. He was never safe on that play. And the worst part is, if they had called him safe and then the Mets challenged, it would have got overturned the other way. Because they would have said, we're challenging Utley never touched the base. Right. And just like what happened with Tejada not touching the base, they would have said, no, you're right, he didn't. So yep. now all of a sudden he's out instead. You have issues with Major League Baseball. And we are hoping to do a podcast about that. Boy, I hate it. I yeah. love baseball and I friggin' hate it. Right. A lot of things so in much. baseball. Oh, yeah. I hate it. It's archaic in a lot of ways. And, uh, yeah. and, and we'll hopefully do a, a full, almost a full podcast on... What we would change, and maybe maybe wait to the off season to do that. How about mm, that? Mm, yeah. All right. How about stories from our personal baseball lives? Okay. You uh, first. My second. I, I think it was my second year playing actual like little league baseball. So no longer coach pitch or anything like that. The ki- the right. players are now the kids are now pitching. I'm probably eight years old. I don't know. And on the and uh, the team I'm on gets to the championship game. I pretty much either pitched or played shortstop all year. So I'm not pitching this. I'm playing. I'm playing shortstop. We are up by a run in the you know bottom of whatever the set the sixth or the seventh, however many innings we played. It's the last inning. There is a man on second and. 
and I don't remember how many outs, but my brother's at the plate. I'm at shortstop. Now, my brother and I are 17 months apart. Never, ever wanted to play on the same team. Why not? A household divided. Because we didn't like, you don't like your sibling growing up, especially when you're that close in age. You don't like each other. We fought all the time. Really? Yeah. I thought brothers or, you know, and or sisters. No. No, you're too close in age. It's just it's no good. So you'd have mom on one sideline and dad on the other, and, mm-hmm. and I'm at shortstop. Anyway, man on second, my brother hits a ground ball right at me. Easy play. Right through the wickets. Oh, Buckner. You buckered it. Run scores from second. The game is tied. They go on to have a big inning. They take the lead and win. And you cried on on the field? I mean, I was verge of tears just after the ball went through my legs. Like, knowing, okay, now that now it's tied. And that was my brother. You're Buckner and Flores. I'll say that. I am. I'll say, yeah, exactly. Although. Go ahead, say it. (laughs) And then after, tell me that you said it. A few years later, I got him back. I was with same same scenario, championship game. I'm in center field this time. Mm. We're leading. He hits a fly ball to center Uh for the final out, and we win. Okay. So I got him back later. Would Kevin remember the events the same way? I think so. You're not Brian Williamsing any of this? No, no, okay. that's legit. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's legit. I have a story. All right. I was playing in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wasn't the best hitter in high school, so I took my at-bats very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a good fielder. I could run down any, any ball okay. and developed a, a good arm, too. All right. <clears throat> Couldn't friggin' hit <laughs> at all, really, okay. in high school. <laughs> A little better in college, a little bit. All right. So I'm at the plate. First pitch. Umpire. Strike two. <laughs> first pitch. First pitch of a new at-bat. Yeah, first yeah. pitch. Yep. So I turn around. I just kind of looked at him like, all right. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just thought, I mean, he had to Nobody says anything? Up. Your coach doesn't say Nobody anything? Nobody said a word. Okay. Next pitch. One ball, two strikes. So I turned around. I said, "Yeah, that's one and one, right?" Looks at this thing, the yep. the counter yeah. bullshit they always the call. Clicker. Yeah, yep. the clicker. Uh, one and two. <laughs> one and two. That's two pitches. So you know, I'm not gonna really get into a big fight at this point, but okay. So something tells me you're about to two and two. Now yeah. after right. the next pitch, okay. <laughs> I said, are you sure it's two and two? Two and two. All right. Next pitch. Strike three. I'm just standing Looking, there. Swinging. Of course. I haven't swung the bat. I'm just standing there trying to do the math right, in my yeah. head. Did I like How did, did I, this guy did get I miss two a strikes? pitch? Yeah. yeah. So I strike out. My coach comes and goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's only two strikes, isn't it? So then they had an umpire's conference, oh, which I love this. Could you imagine if in any other workplace you had this kind of thing where there's there's a little controversy let's say something happened in our newsroom yeah. and just the managers right. huddled in one little let's area get together of the room. and talk about this <laughs> right and we're forced to make a decision within right. you know two minutes yep perfect so they somebody had to have the right count the other umpire oh, did right. on his little clicker okay i don't do they normally so have more people keeping the clicker yeah i think i think all of them on the field keep the keep the uh count okay and score and outs and whatever all right what would dan levy say about oh. all this mm. all right so now it's whatever now they get the count the count right as uh what is it would, two and now two? it would be two and two okay. instead of two and three and yeah. i'm in the dugout right we didn't have a dugout. We had a bench behind a fence. It was high school. Uh, and then I'm pretty sure I struck out in the next pitch. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, but I just thought that was great how, I mean, that would be a record to strike out. Uh, it, it's too bad it wasn't strike three on the second pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was fun. That was interesting. The story would be a lot better if you struck out on just two strikes. Okay, would you like me to make it but up? thanks for sharing. Ruin, lie, it wasn't a good enough story? Eh, didn't really do it for me. I mean, I didn't cry. <laughs> you need tears? I like the, the, the bagel croissant story better last week. Okay, well, they can't all equal that. I, you know, so I, got, I went through the drive-thru today and everything was fine. 
except <laughs> I got beeped at because I was on <laughs> I was on my phone trying to figure something out. Yeah, and I had like just You're pulled out, you ahead. At the window at this point. I'm in between the window and the uh, the speaker. There's thing. a car in front of you. Behind me. So I pulled like just a little bit ahead. And now the other cars in front of me have gone ahead to the window, and yeah. I left like a little space checking something on my phone. Okay. And the, guy, the the woman behind mm-hmm. me wanted me to move right up behind the other car right sure. away. So Places I got the to horn. Be. Yep. Um, we've uh, we've started a little bit of a discussion here on <coughs> Facebook about the four people you would like to have drinks with. Yeah. Uh, your cousin was was quick to chime in. Uh huh. Here his four. You want to hear his four? Yeah. Uh, he is going with Jesus Christ, so you have that in common with him, right? Right. Jesus is on is in your group. Uh, George Jones, okay. Vince Lombardi, good one, mm. and Chris Kyle, that's a good one too. American Sniper, right? George Jones is a country country singer, I believe. Okay, we're looking it up right now, Mike. And can we get better Wi-Fi in here? Oh, this is a TV station. There's no Wi-Fi. You know what? You know what? Honestly, I turned the Wi-Fi off as soon as I got in here because it's weak. Okay, there are. My iTunes store immediately popped up with George Jones. There is an album, <laughs> sixteen biggest hits. Hmm. You want to hear part of one? Let's see here. We've got a picture without you. I mean, you 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 know how to completely derail things. What my woman can't do. There was a comment that this podcast has no direction. Right. I think I know why now. It was me. <laughs> it was, this was a coworker's little sister who's in high school. Right. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to hear a picture of me without, and then in parentheses, without you? That's number one. That's what we're playing. No, I don't want to hear any of this. I don't even think this is legal. It's not legal? I don't think so. We're not making money. I don't know that it matters. Why? Because Kate Welsh or... Do we, do, it's not copyrighted material. <laughs> what, do you like it or no? <laughs> no, not a fan. And I like I well, like country, but I like new age country. That's that's too country that, for yeah, me. Yeah, no, that, that is definitely old school. All um, right, here's some other uh, foursomes. Yeah, we got a lot. But people didn't do this the right way, right? Right. You threw the question out there on our... An hour you'll never get back. Facebook Mike page. did it the right way. Mike did it the right way. Right. But then I thought, for more traction, let me share it on my personal Facebook page, uh-huh. and that's where we got the majority of responses. Right, but then they're commenting on you. Like, we don't care where they comment. No, but- you know what we don't want? Mm. We don't want you to put a question out there and people to like it. Yes. What good, what don't good is that? Uh, hey, tell me your four people you would blah, 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 like. Yeah. I don't care if you fucking like it. No. Just tell me the four or ignore the post. Yeah. I think people are so, like, <laughs> trained to just like anything it's they see on Facebook. It's unreal. It's like favoriting a tweet. What good does that do uh, me? Exactly. Retweet the damn thing. Here are some examples. Okay. Springsteen, mm. Kenny Stabler, John Madden, George Patton. I feel like you should at least say the first name of the person who's who's posting. That's from Sean. Okay. Um, I like that. Those are good four. Craig is going with Meryl Streep, Oscar Wilde, Benjamin Franklin, Mark Twain. Okay. Uh, you'll love this. Uh, my cousin, Allie, Princess Diana, William, Kate, Harry. Well, that's, that's a little one-sided. But at least she's got a woman in there, unlike <laughs> us. Yeah, she's got two in there. Oh, yeah, Kate. Gotcha. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. How about this one? Uh, Matt wants to sit down with Sinatra, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Amelia Clark, Ooh, baby, and um, maybe Charles Barkley. I like it. You know, we could do variations of these. You know how we have our little segment at the end with the what are you watching, reading, listening to? We could have other little segments. And one of the segments could be this, but categorize it, right? Like your four have to be mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. Could, we could do that every week. We could come up with a four. What are you proposing? An hour and a half you'll never get back? <laughs> no, I don't. We shouldn't do it. No, no. I'm just saying we could. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've done enough here. Have we? That, yeah. We're not missing anything? No. We did news and stories, uh, listener reaction. Yeah. Just a guess now. Right. Okay. All right, Sean. Let's get into it, man. Please. 
on to the guest segment. This is uh, what people pray for each time they listen to this podcast. Right. Those two guys, enough. Yep. Let's get the third in. All right. Our guest uh, this week is Detective Scott Earing. And we've got a lot of good questions about police work we know nothing about. And some of the best he's seen, some of the worst he's seen, and some of the strangest he has seen. First of all, we're on location again, as we said. Do you, do you feel the need to set the scene again? Can I? Just real quickly? Sure, okay. please. So, last week we were in the Hall of Fame room at right. Campus View Albany. Yep. Uh, this is a better Hall of Fame room no doubt. than the one at UAlbany. Yeah. Uh, Scott, huge Yankees fan. Right. And it shows. Yeah. We're in, we're essentially at a bar. We're at, bar. We're at a bar. Yeah. In his home. Yep. With all kinds of Yankee memorabilia stretching back decades. If you were to just try to put a price tag on what's hanging on the walls here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of memorabilia. Merchandise. Autographs. Yeah, autographs from some of the greatest, not just Yankees, but of course, greatest ball players of all time. Now that we've given all that away, probably shouldn't give away his address. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good enough. All right. All right, let's let's bring Scott into the conversation here finally. Scott, man, thanks for doing this. Hey, anytime, man, anytime. All right, let's, let's talk about, should we be positive to start here? That's what we are. Okay. We're very positive We're positive. people. How about some of the best things you've seen on the force as a detective? Like, good in humanity. There's a lot of it. There's a ton of it. And, uh, you know, like, uh, some of the feel-good things I always think are the best are, like, when, you know, the guys I work with, the public doesn't generally see a lot of. Right. Uh, you know, people helping people out with directions, people helping people put bikes together, or, you know, helping kids out. You know, our guys, I think uh, some of the news did a report on one of our guys passing out, like, uh, free ice cream cones for kids wearing their bicycle helmets. Yeah. Uh, we had guys on the roof last week that do a uh, Special Olympics fundraiser sitting on the roof at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, myself and a bunch of people participate every year in uh, Special Olympics Torch Run, uh, which is just support for the Special Olympics uh, events. We do uh, Polar Plunge, where you like raise money, that's get crazy. people to give you money, yeah. and jump in Lake George and freeze. Yeah, that's crazy. Have recover. you ever done that? I have. I have. I'm still recovering a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. waiting for him to drop. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. There was, uh, the last time I did it was a few years back, and like two days before, we had an ice storm. There was no power here. And like we still got on like a Yankee Trails bus, and everyone piled in and like went up there. And it's crazy. Uh, you know, we definitely warmed ourselves liquidly on the way home. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was cold, man. It was cold. There's like divers in the water just sitting there and they're whatever they do. I don't know how they're even in it, but it's it's instant numbing. I've learned one thing already. Scott's got a better voice for this podcast than than the two of us. Well, there's no question about it. I've been I've been told I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first year as a police officer? Uh, I started in October of 2000. Okay. So, you know, just a year later was was 9-11, obviously, and we're yeah. not too far. And I know people from the Capital Region in, in New York went down to New York City. What was your reaction to that? You know, just like every other. I mean, it's saddening. It's scary. I mean, about every emotion you can think of. I still remember where I was that day. I was still uh, working the day shift with uh, a guy named Frank O'Brien, who was one of the first guys I ever worked with. He since has passed from uh, cancer, but what a great guy. And uh, he was the kind of guy that, you know, didn't always have much emotion but was like yeah. a real good dude to hang out with and funny and even then was like the first time i saw like some shock in him i was at the scatacoke village town hall which was like this dilapidated building near the fairground <laughs> and uh we just happened to walk in and the the lady had it on tv there and uh i remember i remember it all we yeah. sent some guys down uh there was majority of everyone if not everyone volunteered and then based on like scheduling and stuff they just kind of selected a few um, you know, I guess looking back, I'm glad I wasn't one of them. They, uh, they spent their time in like the dump site, like picking through debris, looking yeah, for body parts. That was their job. Crazy. That young in your career, did that give you any second thoughts about whether or not it was the right thing for you to be doing or did it even more just reaffirm why you should be doing it? No, it was good, man. I mean, it, it it's everything I wanted to do. Um, you know, I still joke around with my fireman friends and tell them I took the wrong test because that's way cooler of a job. You know, one day on, three days off, and you have a leather recliner in between. Them. <laughs> nice. And they're all fat, so just kidding. <laughs> nice. Great. All my friends, all my friends are. Right, right. And I always, they always make nice meals, so that's what I enjoy going up there. But no, it, uh, 
it was good. It never, you know, it didn't waver me from anything. It, it was, I mean, back then, as everyone was around that knew, there was like a real big sense of pride, like yeah. a real big sense of pride among the communities and like everyone tightened up and people loved cops, which is a complete polar opposite of right now. Which is, at, in the last podcast, I said to Sean, my initial reaction all the time with cops, like growing up, he said, you slam on the brakes, which is true. But second was to run. And now I'm going to try to I'm going to try to stay planted throughout this interview. <laughs> Please yeah, do. Right, I'll yeah. try here. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> what we've talked about this as uh, something we like to drive fast. Right. We do occasionally. Yeah, I like to think of it as um, not fast, the appropriate speed that other people just don't keep up with. <laughs> right. Has there <laughs> has there ever been was there ever a a traffic stop? That stands out to you as being memorable. You get to the window. There's something or someone you didn't uh, expect. Uh not off the top of my head. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's always crazy ones. You know, they all each one's kind of unique in its own way. What was the what was the what's the best attempt to get out of a ticket that you ever came across? I've heard them all. I've definitely heard them all. I mean, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm on my way to the doctor's. Uh, you know, I remember this one guy specifically. Uh, I, I've been out of the traffic stop yeah. world for a while, so like I'm not quite as engaged in that. Uh, but I remember being on a traffic detail toward the end of when I was in uniform, and there was a guy flying, and he was like angry and like just spewing venom at me because I stopped him, and he basically called me a whole bunch of shit stuff. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. yeah, shit's good. We encourage that. Yeah, we yeah, do. He, uh, he was like mad, and he was like, "Well, I'm on my way to work." And I was like, yeah, so aren't the other, like, right. five people I wrote tickets to today? Like, I apologize. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, like, anything you could think of. Wow. You know, I, I was I was never a big ticket guy. I mean, there's some people that they enjoy the vehicle and traffic law immensely, and they like to be out, like, enforcing it at, like, every possible thing you could think of in it. Um, I don't know. That wasn't always me. Like, I remember, like, we had some traffic details set up at, like, early mornings, like, 6, 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah. I always felt bad because I'm like, these people are miserable like, going to work. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to be bothering them. Like, I was there. Like, I know what that's like. Because yeah. I, you know, some guys got into police work right out of college. They really never did, like, a 9 to 5 or whatever. But, like, I used to work construction. So, I remember being that guy at 6 in the morning completely hating my yeah. life. And it's cold out. And I have to go stand in a ditch. <laughs> And, like, be miserable. And, like, I was the guy that'd be like, God, why are you stopping? Like, leave me alone. My life sucks now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I kind of I kind of kept it there. But, you know. All right. We're going to do some fun stuff here, too. And just to put it in your brain now, we're going to ask you if you could. So, you've got a. This is perfect conversation. I already think I have an idea. But go ahead. You've got the bar set up. So, we'll ask you later on here, Scott, if you could pick four people throughout history of somewhat notable status uh, four people to sit down and have drinks with, who would it be? So we'll, we'll ask you about that. But how about some of the strangest stuff you've seen as a detective? Not necessarily the worst, because we'll ask you about that too, but some of the strangest stuff that maybe when you signed up for, you didn't expect to see. Or hear. People, phone calls, or uh, or anything actually out on the streets. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's. I wish there was stuff like I could definitely tell you, but like it all blends together. <laughs> like it definitely all blends together. Like to me, nothing surprises me. Do anymore. you become? Yeah, that, that was going to be. Do you become numb to stuff? At yeah, this point? like there's nothing that surprises me. Like every now and then, something will come in. I'll be like, whoa, like that's weird or yeah. something. But like, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I totally expect anything these days. It's crazy. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen my share of stuff. I mean, I work in Rensselaer. It's a small community. You know, we're not Chicago by any means. Right. There's not 16 homicides right. a day. Uh, you know, we're pretty, for the most part, nonviolent. Uh, there's not a lot of crazy stuff. Um, you know, we've had our share of, uh, stuff, you know, there was a guy, uh, you know, I think that was in the news last summer that like got angry and like bit his mom's fingers off yep. or something like, you know, there's some weird things that that, like that, that, I'd and be that like, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. You kind of, you got me on that one. You, you right. bit your mom's fingers off. <laughs> um, you know, there's, uh, there's definitely been shares of, uh, things, but Nothing, I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of always went into it with that mind frame that, like, nothing nothing surprises me. Wow. Have you ever fired your weapon on the job? No. I was really close. Really? Real close. I had a moment that was pretty close. That's something you can tell us or can't tell us? Yeah, no, I could tell you. Um, you know, it was, a, it was, it was sort of a, uh, an accident, so to speak, as far as weird place, timing, how it all went down. 
you know, that case has been done for years. Um, but, uh, you know, we had some information about a guy that, uh, from like a neighbor and family member that had a handgun and, you know, somebody kind of wanted to talk to us about it. So me and another guy were just sort of riding around and talking and we were supposed to meet up with this family member and, uh, waiting for her to call, got a call. We were heading back to the station. Guys were going to eat some dinner. And as we were driving down the road, coincidentally on that guy's front porch was like this fight. There was like three people fighting. So we just pulled over. And at the same time, that guy went in his house. Mm. And I don't think he ever saw us outside. I'm not sure. Okay. But these other two people came off the front porch. And it was like a, uh, it was an argument between a younger kid and him because the guy that lived there had been hanging out with this kid's girlfriend. That kid's dad went along because he couldn't stop him from confronting him. Mm -hmm. So he was like, look, I'm just going to make sure everything's okay and like referee. So my partner took the kid down away from like where we were standing in front of the house. And it was sort of like on the sidewalk. And there was like two levels of like maybe four or five steps that went up to a porch in the door. And um, he took him away like to calm him down. He was visibly upset. He had a relationship with the kid in a past experience like through work. So he was calming him down pretty good. I was talking to the dad. And there was something that the dad never mentioned to me until after um, after the whole incident was over, the dad giving us his statement was like, yeah, we were fighting. Like he was fighting and arguing. I broke it up and he went in the house and said, I'll be right back. I have something for you. But like, well, that would have been helpful to know. Yeah. <laughs> but ahead, right. of time? Yeah. Right, ahead of time. <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> so like, you know, that, do- that sound when there's like a storm door and a door and like, if it's not latched, when you open the inside door, like you hear that yeah. door right. shut. Yeah. Right. So like I was here talking and I heard that. I don't know how I heard it. Like we're on a busy street, but like, I don't know that whole like heightened its senses. Yeah. I heard it. And as I looked up, he was standing behind the glass door with a handgun. Oh, boy. Um, you know, so immediately we kind of engaged him. He wouldn't drop the gun. He sort of laughed. He said, fuck you. Wow. And uh, So when you see that, what's what happens? Your your gun then comes out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what happens, to be honest with you. Like, all the things they tell you in life happen, actually happen. Like, that was the one thing I took from that. Like, you go to the academy or you go to, like, right. training classes, and there's people that have been through these experiences, and they tell you, like... This is the stuff you're going to have. You're going to have tunnel vision. You're going to have heightened senses. Like you're literally going to see nothing but like one thing. There could be a hundred things going on around you. You don't notice any of them. Um, and all that, like I, that's one thing I realized after like everything they told you happens, happens. And, wow. uh, you know, I, I didn't realize that, uh, I pushed the guy away next to me and I didn't realize my partner was like shoulder to shoulder, like touching me and yelling with me. I didn't know he was there until it was over. I had yep. no, no idea he was there. Um, he still hadn't dropped it. It was like one of those things where you just like, I just remember making a decision in my mind, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like it's time. Right. And I remember like starting to feel the trigger like the trigger felt like it was like 40 feet long. Like it was like, like I was pulling and pulling and pulling and (laughs) nothing was happening. And somewhere along that line, like in that thought process, he ended up just dropping the gun and like laughing and somehow it just, it went that way. Like it was good. It it ended the best possible way. But it was, it was, it was a shaken moment. It was different. Yeah, man. no, I mean that's that's the closest I've been to anything. And when you're when you're in that spot, so like, what are you when you get out of the the car or you get out of the patrol car? What are you wearing? I mean, are you in a vest? Uh, I was not that. Yeah, day. Okay. I was not. I was uh, I was in like dress pants and a yep. polo shirt that said Rensselaer Police on wow. it. Wow. Yeah. So anything could have happened there. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so one of the things I wanted to ask you about was the media and the relationship between police and the media. Obviously. That's what Chris and I do in news and Chris in sports, but we're both in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times what I've noticed is the relationship between the media and police can be very beneficial to both if it's done the right way. But at the same time, there can be some tension because either the media feels like the police aren't saying enough when we want to tell people what's going on. And I feel like probably the police get annoyed with the media at times, given that certain things don't need to be out there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I haven't been through any formal training to like deal with the media. Uh, my department has kind of just allowed me to, and I've developed like really great relationships mm-hmm. with a lot like you guys and, you know, a lot of people from a couple different channels, people that you guys know. Yep. And, um, it just sort of happened, you know, I, I did it through a couple cases and, and it's just sort of worked out well, you know, for us. I mean, I always have been a true believer that the media can be your biggest your biggest help or your worst yeah, enemy. Yeah. And you have to find that, like, line that's on the biggest help side um, than not. And I, I, I talk to people a lot, you know, that are in other agencies. And I have some friends in other agencies that, that handle a lot of media stuff. And that's kind of where I've gotten, you know, I'll call them and be like, okay, here's what I have. Like, what can I do? What can I do? And that's sort of how I learned. Yep. Okay. 
Um, I mean, I think the media can be your biggest fan and your biggest support. And I think there's a lot more that we should put in the media. Like we should be putting more of the feel good stories in the media. Yeah. You know, not yep. long ago we did that cemetery stone uh, down in the cemetery here in East Greenbush. Totally stumbled upon it. You know, I was in the middle of an interview for something outside of uh, our station with one of the news channels and uh, a, a retired photographer just sort of rolled up that knew everybody there and was like, hey, who's the cop buried in that cemetery? And I'm like, I don't know, look at the headstone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the headstone had been pushed over and come to find out it was a sergeant, the very first sergeant of the police department who died 100 years ago. Wow, wow, that's cool. So I had to do research through the cemetery and then find like a living family member, get permission, and we like stood the stone up and cleaned it and resecured it. Like that kind of stuff I think makes the like makes people see like that you know, we're human and right. we, we don't just do what everyone thinks. Uh unfortunately, my feeling is that the news doesn't really like to report that stuff very much, like I think they're, you know, if if one of us crashed leaving there, they would have been all about <laughs> reporting that. <laughs> He's not wrong. You know what not I mean? Wrong. Like, I totally well, think the news would be like, hey, uh, so pulling out of a cemetery, he <laughs> took a turn in front of a car that he shouldn't have, and he's a cop. Like, that would have been the headlining story, not yeah. that we just fixed this 100-year-old gravestone. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's a fine line. I think, like you had said about uh, being able to give and, and stuff, um, you know, I've had my share of times where reporters get kind of pissed off right here because, like, you're not giving them anything. Right. But, you know, I think... Uh, I think there's there's only so much you can give with these investigations. It's hard, and I under, and I've always understood like you know the reporter has a job to do just like I do, mm -hmm. and like their job is to get what they need, just like my job is to like work on and get what I need. Right. And, um, you know, I've always I've always believed that like even just to go and do like a face interview and give them nothing, yeah, is still better than just saying no, I have nothing. Because, right. like, it gives you something to, like, okay. And I think we hey, feel that way, right? No question about yeah. it. Like, that's There's just no the way I've always it. thought. You know, I mean, I, I know guys that, that handle, like, the media stuff, and they'll be like, oh, I can't tell you that, or I don't really have anything to say, or we don't have any further information. But, like, to me, you showing up and being like, okay, ask you all the questions you want. I'm sorry, I can't really say more. That's under investigation, or I don't really have any further information on that right now. Like, that's worth more than just the phone call. Right. Um, you know, accessibility is always big. It is, and that that's – and that – also just builds the relationship obviously and then when either side needs something you have more of a background right. there you know what's the longest case you've worked on maybe it's current um there's i mean there's a lot of crazy things that that go on for years we don't have any real big ones you know i we have like a a case from the 70s i dabbled in once or twice because wow. like a retired guy had called and said hey like this always bugged me and was I, that a, was it a murder he swears it was, okay. you know, it was written as an overdose, but this, you know, uh -huh. uh, I did a lot with it. I dug through it and, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot I could do. Yeah. I mean, the, there wasn't a lot of evidence or right. anything at the time. Okay. And, On and, average, how many cases are you handling at once? Uh, active like cases, dozens, you know, that are out there, you know, right now I could say I have probably just today, like I could go into work when we're done and I have like five or six cases that could pull me in a couple different directions. Mm -hmm. But like the problem with a small department and small staff, I'll be working on a case that seems to be really important right then and there and something else will yeah. happen. And then that case becomes more important right then and there. Right. Cause and you then, said small staff, you, you, they, they, yeah, they need, you, you know, yeah. prioritizing what's going on. I know another case will come in, you know, I may have an assault case I'm working on and I may be following up. Like there may be things to follow up on paperwork, search warrants, you know, paperwork to get arrest warrants yep. you know right now there may be arrest warrants for people that i have that i can't actively seek and i gotta hope somebody stumbles on them right. or whatever um because in the meantime a robbery came in and now i'm working actively on that so like you know you kind of got to you have to prioritize and go in different directions if you can stomach any of them what is the one show one cop show on tv that you feel is like okay that's at least somewhat realistic and then what's the most ridiculous one uh i'd have to say law and order like law and order most series, realistic they're pretty realistic um i don't really watch too many other ones yeah. uh there's a uh what's the other show um the new york city cops they're all family uh, Blue Bloods. Blue, Blue Bloods. Bloods. Uh, that's a pretty good show. I like what I've seen of it. Into that. Yeah. yeah, and I know a guy that's a stuntman on that show might be able to set you up. All right, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> the uh, 
that show was pretty decent. Um, you know, NYPD Blue was like the top. That that was the coolest show ever. That was good. That was the best. Sipper okay. was my hero. Put him down for one of the four. <laughs> what about Hill Street right. Blues? Did you ever see Hill Street Blues? Hill Street Blues might be a little before my time, and yeah. I never got into like old shows, yeah. so like I never watch old stuff. But yeah, put Sipowitz down. Right. Sipowitz like gets four. a bar stool somewhere. We <laughs> we'll, we'll have three more to fill here as we go. Andy, yeah. Andy Sipowitz is definitely a bar stool guy. <laughs> By the way, we're at we're sitting at bar stools <clears throat> that have name plates on the back of them for Correct. Scott's friends. How I'm awesome sitting, is that? I'm sitting one. The, the back plate says Keegan. Yeah. Uh, I know him. We do. He could kick my ass. Of course he could. Yeah, if, if he I'm knew. sure anybody that sits here could totally kick either of our asses up and down right. East Greenbush. Right. If he knew that I was sitting in this now, yeah, he would be happy. That's great. Yep, want- he's, uh, he's, he's one of the original chairman of the bar. Yeah, I like that. What is the one thing or is there one thing about being a cop that most people might not know that they should know? Uh, I don't know. I guess... Most people, I mean, most people think it's like this free for all crazy thing that like right now, like I legitimately, as far as like, not necessarily here, but in general, like you feel like you're the hunted, you know what I mean? We're definitely outnumbered, Mm. um, by the world and the world hates cops right now. Uh, politics, I think lies a huge thing in that. I'm not a a big politic person at all. Yep. Uh, I couldn't probably tell you the people that were on the presidential debate the other day other than Donald Trump. Yeah, right. And it's because I like, heard it. <laughs> like, I don't pay attention to any of that. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think people need to realize like, that that's the biggest thing is that we're there to help people. And like, the same guy that like, mother Fs you to death on Facebook and yep. to everybody else is the same guy calling you when like his kid won't go to school <laughs> or like his neighbor's dog's barking or his neighbor's cat pissed on his door. <laughs> like, you know, like the most, they'll take the dumbest things in the world right. and call you. Um, so I think, you know, I think that's, I think that's kind of like one of the things. So you mentioned the perception that a lot of people hate cops right now. That's and you true. see a lot of it. Uh, there, there are a lot of different news stories where it becomes, was the officer in the right in using mm. X amount of force in a certain amount of case, in a, in a certain kind of case? What can you speak to those kind of events? You know, what can you say about those kind of things when you have somebody who does use force, a cop who does have to discharge his weapon, mm. and somebody winds up killed? Obviously, it's very case by case, but what do you, what do you say when you see that kind of reaction from people who immediately jump to that was the wrong thing? Um, I... I think the reaction always comes before the understanding. You know, I think people react way faster mm-hmm. uh, out of anger or whatever, but they're not reacting properly. They don't have the facts of the case. Again, I'll, I'll go back to the media because the media is always the biggest fuel for all of these fires. You know, you'll have a, an incident where it's like this guy pulls out a knife and the cop, you know, attacks the cop and the cop shoots him. But the media will be like, cops murder knife guy you know what i mean it's like like it's very it's very one-sided it's very one-sided sounds like a new york post back page well i think part of yeah and part of what happens in a lot of these cases is that you know the media will put the people on tv who are speaking and a lot of times what happens is the biggest reaction comes from the people in the community who want to jump to this is the wrong thing so and they deserve to have a voice like anybody else. Yep. So they're the ones who get interviewed and get on TV. And then you interview the other side and the police say, well, this is under internal investigation. We don't mm-hmm. really have any comment. So it ends up being you know, more weighted towards one sure. side just because of how. But you know, obviously, both sides and all sides have to be represented in the story. It just can turn into the most vocal being the ones who end up saying more. So, so do... Do cops care? I mean, do you guys care like when you feel like you're being, I guess, outnumbered or 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 dragged through the mud or, or any way like that? I mean, does it matter? I guess it I mean, eats you yeah, a little I mean, I bit, right? I can't speak for everybody. I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there that are like, ah, who cares? Right. You know, but uh, yeah, it's as a whole, yeah, it's yeah. frustrating because that directly reflects on everything. You know, going back to one of like you'll say the craziest or stupidest things. Uh, you know, we had an incident where there was people that, uh, that worked in an office, we'll say of like an apartment complex and they had a, a tenant who they were having problems with, who was, was African-American 
And those people legitimately like went in and like flipped out in the office and threw things around or whatever. And, and they had already been like told to stay out of the office and they were going to be arrested for trespassing or whatever. So clearly they broke a law. Yes. And we spoke with them via phone and said, hey, can you come down to the station? They came down and they brought some guy down with them who had absolutely no frigging idea what he was talking about. And, you know, when they walk in, we explain to them like, hey, you and your daughter or niece or whatever it was. Um, you know, we're going to be under arrest and it, it's nothing major. It's, it's a minor infraction of the law, but it's still, nevertheless, you committed a crime. Right. So once we explained it to him, this guy who was with them was explaining how he's like there, he wanted answers. And I'm like, well, you weren't involved. You know, I can't really discuss the case mm -hmm. with you. And he wanted to explain to me, well, I'm their power of attorney. So, um, I'm most legally, like, their legal representation. And I said, do you have any idea what you just told me? <laughs> so, like, if they die right. while they're here yes. or, like, tomorrow, then you can we'll, fill out some we'll paperwork for yeah. Great, then we'll talk to you. <laughs> but, like, until then, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Which then immediately, all three of them did, hands up, don't shoot, oh, in our man. lobby. And, like, I just stood there. I actually, like, broke out laughing. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this isn't Ferguson. Right, this right. is downtown Rensselaer. Right. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. And, and the problem is, like, that stuff, like, when it happens at such a high profile, mm -hmm. it trickles down. to Like, as far as, like, my, the way I see it, it trickles down and trickles down to where, like, anyone just tries to take advantage of any situation. Um, anytime you deal with somebody that's belief in in whatever is occurring they try to utilize that to like their, their advantage, advantage sure. of what you're doing and unfortunately there are guys out there and there's cops out there that will look at that and be like oh like i don't want to touch this yeah. and and they won't it'll make you second guess your job but the problem with us in this situation especially in certain circumstances like if you second guess your job you're going to end up dead hmm. and like they they don't get that like the the people on that side don't realize that in like a really crazy situation, you know, the way the politics and the way the people go um, and the way it's fueled that it makes guys do this and it makes guys second guess like, wow, should I, should I act this way? Should I do this? Should I not? Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're taking gunfire, you're getting stabbed, you're getting attacked, whatever the case may be yep. before you have a chance to react because you're already thinking about the fact that even though something occurred somewhere else that was legitimate it's been such a high profile mm. and such a crazy thing for people that that it, it puts you in danger. How is your department's relationship with the community in general? Like if you're in uniform and you go out or other officers, is it do they get more of that kind of, oh, there's a cop, like let's avoid that, or is it more, you know, a nicer relationship? I would say ninety percent of the community down in Rensselaer is uh is good, you know, the community's good with us. You know, they're, yeah. they're for the most part, decent people. You know, I mean, I've seen times where we're in people's houses and fighting with them and everything else. And then the next day they're at Stewart's and like, hey, let me buy you a coffee, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the 10% that treats you like a bag of shit, yeah. there's a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. They treat you like that because they hate cops. Like I've always said, if you don't like a cop, there's a reason you don't yeah, like a cop. Right. It's not because like your uncle was a cop and he was mean to you. Yeah. It's because you do, you know, you do things that clearly... You don't like cops for a reason. Yeah. Otherwise, you, your interaction with cops would be minimal to none. Right. Right. Um, you know, we're just like anybody else. If you're not breaking the law or you're not doing something to attract that kind of attention to yourself, then they're just somebody in a car, yep. somebody walking down the street. There's no difference. Yeah. At least that's, you know, that's how I was. All right. Sipowitz is at the bar. Definitely. Yep. Who else is at the bar? David Wells. David, well, well now, okay, <laughs> now we need a little more alcohol, <laughs> right? Because right. Wellsy is He's here, taking right. all of yours. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, my friend Matt here, who who has a bar stool, yeah. him and I were texting one day, and I uh, I read David Wells' book, yeah. and like when I got done, I was like, the guy's retired, and I like don't care what the cost would be. What do you think we could find a way to like find his address fan club right. whatever and be like listen wherever you are yeah we'll fly there yep. and let's get drunk right like that would, that's <laughs> that's on my bucket list is getting loaded with david wells He'll be, right. and he would say i'll be drunk when you get here but you're more right. than right you're happy more than to join yeah, in. Right. yeah scott's got a picture of wellsy here celebrating the no-no what yeah. year was that 90? that was uh may 17th of 98 98 uh those are actually uh ticket stub and a parking pass from that game wow good stuff a friend of mine just happened to have it laying around gave it to me and 
put that together. All right, so Sipowitz from NYPD Blue, David Wells. Yeah. Who else? I got to find somebody better though. Like I can't have a bunch of drunks in any conversation. <laughs> Who's your all-time Yankee? Great. Is it Jeter? Is it an, an older player? I was always growing up a Donnie baseball fan. Mm, okay. Always a Donnie baseball fan. Well, is he going to keep uh, his job in LA? I don't probably know. not. I heard yeah. the Marlins. Yeah. I heard the Marlins maybe. All right, so we got two more bar stools to fill. Sean, why don't you give Scott your four? <laughs> okay, my four that I locked in. It's it's last done. week. It's a done deal. Four people I want to sit down and talk with and have drinks with are Jesus Christ, superstar, <laughs> Adolf Hitler, all right, Jerry Seinfeld, and Michael Jordan. It's a pretty weird mix, but yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you, who were you for? Uh, I went with uh, Abraham Lincoln, right. Lee Harvey Oswald, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jordan, and then I got, I got a fourth. I got a fourth bar stool open, but I was thinking about Chris Rock. He was definitely just in my head. Rock, yeah, yeah, funniest guy ever, yeah, no doubt. I was I was in the thought process of him on my four. I got to include my dad in one though. Okay, because my dad literally is like one of the funniest accidental people. You can't in the world. say there's no. <laughs> He's out. Dad's right. Not allowed. Right. All right. Well, or dad's been- a given. Like he's hanging out behind the bar so watching. He, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. could we could throw him in as a guest. He's bar backing. He's bar backing. Yeah. I mean he's seventy seven almost, but he could bar back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there are there are strict rules, Chris. Who who's gonna be the guy to carry Wells out of the bar? Oh yeah. Boy. Uh. Who are gonna be the two guys to carry Wells out? <laughs> That's tough. All right. That's a tough one. Let me one. see. Carrying Wells out. <laughs> if Wells comes though, he has to wear his Babe Ruth hat. Yeah. Like he's gotta wear that. Yeah. What about Ruth? Because it's dead or alive. Oh, yeah, dead or alive. Ruth would be good. We'll add him. See, like, mine are kind of sports guys, yeah. I think we could put Ruth in because, you know, my understanding of him was pretty good. Like, he, he could fit <laughs> in that pretty well. Yeah. Ruth, Rock, Wells, and Sipowitz. I'll tell you what. All right, Scott, the last thing we do is call... Well, first, I want to get back to a, something you said before we started recording here. And this is your wife who said it? Oh, yeah. Isn't that the hour of your life you'll never get back or something like that? Who said that to you when you're talking about the going on this podcast? Nicole. Oh, yeah. Oh, one of the Nicole. newscasters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, well, I guess our reputation precedes us. Sure does. As usual. All right. The last thing we do to wrap things up is uh, what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? So if you got one of each, great. If you just got one you want to tell us about, that's fine, too. Watching right now is the MLB Network. That's yeah. pretty much my life. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV. Is baseball your favorite sport? It is. Okay. It is. <laughs> Look around. Well, he's a big Giants <laughs> fan, too. Yeah, there's not much Giants stuff here. I've always kind of got see a little baseball. Eli back there. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, All right. yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right, baseball. So and the one order he said he watches that yeah. long time, right? Because yeah. like, I get out of work at you know night, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. There's like always like that one channel that has 30 Law & Orders <laughs> right. on. And back to the dumbest shows in the world, yeah. like CSI. No good. No. Mm-hmm. Not even close. No, no. Horatio Kane is like <laughs> it's great to watch. Right. Like it's it's entertaining a little See, bit. See, but can you can you watch it and enjoy it and, and like just kind of step away and, and take it for the entertainment value, or are you like this is such be- I No, I, I'll watch it and just kinda of enjoy okay. it. I can get into it. But it's definitely like that makes the world think that's how life right. is. Right. And like I find myself telling people that sometimes. I'm like, listen, like I get you want me to like scan this with my phone and in ten minutes call you and tell right. you who broke in your house, but like right. that's not reality. It's <laughs> right. not gonna happen. Uh, but that's definitely like a show that gives the world a totally different yeah. perception. Which one order do you like? SVU uh, or the original? SVU is pretty good. Yeah. Elliot Elliot's good. I like that guy. He's yeah. all right. Um, but another show, and I forget. Like I don't. The only series I used to watch besides Sons of Anarchy. Um, and now just started watching again is Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. Okay. Like, oh, those yeah. are two pretty real shows. Okay. Like, Chicago PD, that's probably about as real as it gets. Okay. Um, those are NBC, right? They are. You're a company man. They're not going <laughs> to. They won't make <laughs> They won't last. No. <laughs> NBC primetime? Not I don't so know, good. though. Not they so just good. expanded yeah. to, like, Chicago Med now, yeah. right? Didn't yeah, they add I, another I think that's uh, a franchise that might actually work. You think so? Yeah, it might. How many can they do before? <laughs> yeah, like Chica- ten. Chicago veterinarians. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, with all the murder in Chicago, I don't know how long Chicago's going to be around. Yeah. Chicago yeah. convenience store. At work the other night, we were looking up statistics for, like, homicides, shootings and stuff in chicago and it's like staggering wow it's so insane would so you rather work the second city it might need a third yeah run. would you rather work in a place like that as a because 
we ask ourselves that in our mm-hmm. business as well. If you go to New York, you go to Chicago, you get news nonstop, all kinds of different stories, off the wall, busy, breaking news, live shots. It's a much different environment than in a smaller market, no and doubt. obviously it's the same thing for a police officer. Do you crave that, or is that something you look at and you say, that's just too much? You know, when I was younger, like that's all you want to do. Like you want to be yeah. on the run, you want to be hunting down criminals, you want to be like always doing crazy things and in the middle of stuff. But you know, I've been doing this 15 years. I'm at the point now where like I want to go to work and I want to do this stuff and I enjoy when things happen. But I don't have like I don't crave the yeah. craziness. You know, I have some real good friends that work in Albany and and there's a lot of obviously more stuff going on over yeah. there. Uh, but they're also, you know, a little more limited, like their offices are cut down into certain divisions and people handle just certain cases Mm -hmm. where, you know, we handle all of it, but again, my, all of it's not nearly as much as just one of their, their pieces. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys in uniform that had looked to transfer, like, Oh, I want to go to Albany. It's busier. Like, you're going to say that now, but like 10 years from now, you're gonna be like, I'm sick of humping calls, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sick of humping calls to like everybody's hangnail and, The neighbor dispute, like, over and over and over, chasing people, like, constantly. You know, you, you there's definitely burnout. No. People get burned out real easy with that. And um, just about anything, probably. Yeah, no Right, question. absolutely. You, you know? know, doing stuff over and over like that. Uh, what, are we, what are we reading? What are we listening to? Uh, current book is Jeter. Is cool. that, uh, who wrote that? Do you remember who wrote that? I don't. Is he, I know Ian O'Connor wrote uh, sort of a joint deal with jeter but i don't know if that's that might have been called the captain that's the one okay there yeah, you go that's the one the yeah. captain cool yeah okay. i couldn't tell you who wrote any of the books i read it doesn't matter, i just kind really. of tell you what they're about <laughs> and they're all sports books like i i go on these phases where i don't read for a while and yeah. then i'll just read a book until like like till it's done just go next book next book yeah right cool Listening uh, to what do you what's on the uh, what's on the phone or satellite radio i'm a country music fan yeah what do yeah. you got what do you, who do everything, you like? yeah, everything, yeah. Big Kenny Chesney fan, okay. Brad Paisley fan, yeah, cool. Um, any of the new stuff, you know, Thomas Red. A lot of the new yeah, stuff's good. Me too. That's that's me. Yeah. I'm a big Florida Georgia Line guy. Yeah. I like them a lot. Yeah, but I'll switch that up and go back to like some 2000 rap and hip hop any second of the day. Yeah, like yeah. that to me was the best <laughs> music era ever. Uh, you know, some Fab, some Dio, yeah. like Usher, like that stuff back in the day was good. Yep. This new, like, I don't know, every now and then I'll flip on like yeah, Jams 96.3 or whatever. And I'm like, what, what are they talking about? Yeah. It's, it's uh, I'm not with that either. All right, Shawnee, what, what's new with you in reading, listening, watching? Oh boy. Every week with this question. I know. I never have anything new to contribute. <laughs> right. Yeah. This uh, was your idea. I, it was. I want to see... Have I even said this? I'd like to see The Martian. I saw it. You did? Yeah, so that was going to be my watching. Okay. Yep. I've ruined it. Excellent. That good. I'll, I'll, Matt Damon is my favorite actor right now. Oh, come on. Favorite actor right now. You know what? That's so reactionary. You're, <laughs> it is. You're a prisoner of the moment. I always. I, that's how I live my life, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I overreact to just about everything. Truthfully, I am... I, it's lame, but I am watching playoff baseball now. Yeah. I mean, the Mets, uh, yeah. obvious, I have to be locked yeah, in every game. Time of year. It yeah, really it is. is. I don't even watch football until playoff baseball is yeah. over. I'll watch it, but I don't get into it. We've got hockey underway, mm-hmm. basketball in about a week and a half, You're football ready for coming in midseason, hockey? and we've got baseball in the playoffs. Is there a better time to be a sports fan? No. There's not, right? No, right. This is it, the yeah. fall. There's got to be. I mean, there's got to be a different sport out there, I guess, you're missing, but. I don't know. In this country? Yeah. Soccer? You soccer guy? I never watch soccer. No. Yeah. I know hockey has ice and a puck and there's teams <laughs> and states and the playoffs people get all crazy and it's a reason yeah, to drink. Like I've, I've gone to some bars just to watch hockey playoffs. Yeah. I never knew anything about hockey. Yep. I know what icing is. Okay. I know what that is. That's pretty good. A lot of people don't know icing. Yeah, I yeah. know icing. That's and good. I learned offsides last year. <laughs> okay. A lot of people don't know icing. That's true. No, it is true. Yeah, if, if you go to a hockey game where you're watching with hockey with a lot of people, they don't really understand what icing yeah, is. Yeah, my stepdad was... What, I, of course there's ice. Right. It's just stupid. <laughs> you wouldn't have grassing in football, right? It's true. Well, I mean, it just sounds funny. If no, to, I to mean the, novice, the rule of icing. No, I know. Okay. But it, th- that's why, because people think ice, like what right. What could that possibly yeah, mean? Okay. So you're, you're you. right. But it was just funny the way you said that. Yeah. Um, what am I listening to? Mm, not much. Yeah. It's it's pretty consistent now yeah. for me. Good. I'm locked into my my same things that I listen to. Okay. What's what are you listening to that you don't want to listen to? That just annoys you. You you get in the car, it's always on. 
I, you can't I'm, say Bieber anymore. Your voice is starting <laughs> to really piss me off. Um, it only took 11 episodes. Yeah. 10, maybe. Okay, I, I'll say there's a new... Remember the uh, the guy who sang the Budapest song that I said I like? George Ezra is his name? Sure. So he's got another song that's out that I kind of like. Okay. And Andy Grammer, the guy who has, I hate that yeah, song, right. Honey, I'm Good. Yeah. He's got a new song now that I like better than that stupid one. Okay. Good. So nothing that I'm hating, but that's, I guess, what I'm listening to. All right. And I'm reading... Nothing. I wanted to start this book last week, have not done it, yeah. and I blame baseball, but I will get back yeah. into that uh, yeah. Walking Dead book when I have time. Right. Okay. I, I saw The Martian. We covered that. I'm with Scott on the uh, the new country music age. I'm all in on that. And uh, and guess Ooh. what? I'm, guess what I'm reading? Still, I am Pilgrim. I don't know. Maybe a hundred pages in. It's pathetic. Okay. I, I'm surprised you're not reading a Killing Somebody book. I, I have to- all those. Yeah. I have. Uh, I have. I have Killing Kennedy. I have Killing Lincoln. I have, I have, I have uh, Killing Patton. <laughs> yeah. These books are strictly about killing people. It's it's actually they're written by Bill O'Reilly, which I've actually heard of that guy. I don't even know that that we need to discuss him here. But the books are really good. I'm into I, I'm really into history and especially big historical figures. So I think it's cool. And the assassination oh, he does of JF, JFK. Oh my, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah, the factual well, stuff in there. I mean, that's fa- that just showed when you wanted Abe Lincoln at your bar. Yeah, school. and Lee Harvey Oswald, right. the JFK assassination. Nah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that explains it. I love it. I love it. All right, hey, this was fun. We should do a podcast coming up where we where we're at this bar actually drinking. Well, now we're talking ten in the morning. Not the podcast. best time. Right. Right. What but, do you mean yeah. not the best time? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's always a good time. Is there a bad time? There's yeah. no such thing as a bad time. Right. No, but there are better times. Like, if this was live this and not the game. replay of Game yeah. 5, Mets so Dodgers. Like, right. So, like, if... But I don't think the ALCS is going to have, like, a 4 o'clock game ever, is no, it? No. They'll not all now. be night games. Yeah. Which is fine, because, actually, we do a lot more drinking here at night than we do with the daytime. Next year, uh, in March... If yeah. you guys are really bored. Tournament time. Always bored. Um, we could do a tournament here, but uh, we do a morning... Albany St. Patrick's Day party right here. Oh boy, that's big. Kegs and eggs starts at seven, and I like the two TVs, that's, right? Know, so you could I have the, the master game last over here. Last right. year we sat and watched the U Albany game and yeah. like hung out. Now, if this were our station, these would be controlled oh. by the same cable box. Right. You couldn't have and two things on set. Probably not working. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> There'd be lines. We can only right. get we yeah. only get the same game on these right. two TVs. Yes. Right. Yeah. A little different here, I'm sure. Yeah. This. Yeah. This you can, you is can nice, control. Man. You can control them as is. Bathroom around the corner if needed. Oh, it'll be needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I didn't put in is a urinal. I, I wish I put a urinal in just oh, for the sake of it, but I didn't. Yeah. TV over the urinal. I think I could probably work that out. Yeah. TV over the urinal. Yeah. No, you don't want people sitting in there all day. Yeah. No. We've talked about that. I'm not going to lie. For a long time, I had like the don't poop here rule. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, I'm a boy and I that. have a friend uh, who I won't mention, Matt Bragg, um, <laughs> who always was the guy that could like only poop at work or home. And that was great. Except I don't get then, work. Then somehow, this became his third choice. Uh, oh, and like, oh. every time he comes here, yeah. he'll be like, ah, he'll yeah. start laughing and blow it up. Good right. news, I'm comfortable here. Great. That's what he <laughs> said. Right? Awesome. He's yeah. like, hey, you know That's what? Awesome. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about going like to the bathroom. I'm candles up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And this has been a blast. Thanks for having us over. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we- absolutely, man. Anytime. Like I said, we could... Uh, we could do this anytime you want. I could sit. I'm a talker. I could sit see. No one's invited us back yet. Really, really. Great point. <laughs> but now we have the open invite. <laughs> We've invited them back. Like, we'll, <laughs> right. we'll have you back yeah, at some point. And they're like, yeah, sure, right. 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 Okay. Uh, I, I, I'll talk until tomorrow, man. I I could sit and talk about anything. You want to talk sports? You want to talk life? You talk about whatever. I could just sit and chat. And hang That's out. the show. We're doing it. Right. We are doing it. Thanks, Scott. Hey, anytime. Man. Right, Thank it's been you. An hour you'll never get back. Truly. <laughs>